What's up, everyone? Welcome to Deep Shift. I'm Michael Armstrong, and in this episode, we are going to dive into the mind. There are 100 billion neurons in your brain, and each of those neurons are connected to 10,000 other neurons, which makes the thing behind your eyes the most complex object in the known universe. The aspect of the connections, 100 billion neurons all connected and all the 10,000 connections with those makes this thing that we've got the most complex thing that we've yet to find, which is crazy. It's remarkable because thinking about it is those 100 billion neurons thinking about themselves. And this is why I believe that the exploration of the brain and the mind at this point in human history is a largely untapped science. We just simply don't know a lot about the brain and how it works and how consciousness and awareness and a sense of self come into existence within it. One area of the mind that I've been studying lately is hypnotherapy, specifically regression hypnotherapy. And this is where under hypnosis, you can take someone back in time and help them heal a trauma from their past, from their childhood. And maybe their subconscious suppressed this trauma, you hypnotize them, they just they they can see the trauma. They can see the moment happen again. Then they can heal it. Pretty cool. In 1968, Dolores Cannon, who was a hypnotic regressionist, she was able to do these hypnotic sessions for a lot of people. And specifically in 1968, someone on a naval base asked her if they would regress this person. She said yes, and so she hypnotized this person and took them back to their childhood and they slipped from the childhood into a past life, a past life in 1920, which took her by surprise because all of a sudden this person was describing every detail of their life in the twenties. And also she had never heard of past lives before, or even knew that that was a thing or that that was a possibility that existed. And yet all of a sudden one of her clients is, is talking about this past life. And she was amazed and asked this person to come back. And so they did like five or so sessions together. And this person continued to slip into other past lives. And she started to realize that this human experience is much bigger than just the single life that we are living. The soul that exists is much bigger than this single life that we are currently living. Dr. Michael Newton, also another hypnosis regressionist, same deal, was regressing people in their childhood, and actually around the same time as Dolores Cannon, they didn't know each other at this point, but his patients started to slip into past lives as well. And he ended up regressing thousands of people. I talk about this a little bit in my conversation in this podcast. And what he did was he put a compilation of everything everyone was saying happens to them when they die and the point in between lives. So the soul takes this journey after someone dies, it goes, it does all this stuff. Really, really, really cool stuff. Uh, choosing your parents, choosing your name, really like behind the scenes of reality kind of stuff. And he put it all in a book and he found that whether someone was Christian, atheist, Muslim, you name it, when he regressed them, they went into a past life. He could ask them what happens after they that lifetime dies. They all said the same thing which in my mind is a scientific method. But science has yet to get there because it's a little woo-woo, which is what I love. And so here we are. 
My guest today is Leo Max, and this was just a wonderful conversation. Leo is a New York-based hypnosis practitioner. He practices introspective hypnosis, which is a method combining Dolores Cannon's quantum healing hypnosis technique and Aurelio Mejia's spirit releasement technique. Leo's work has led him through the window of the mind into the soul's journey of life in between lives, ET encounters. Side note, that's awesome because some people's lifetimes that Dolores Cannon found were not on Earth. Imagine that. First of all, it's crazy enough that someone goes into a past life that is, that is not their current life. Like, oh, wait, souls? We all have previous lifetimes? And then all of a sudden, people's lifetimes were not even on this planet, and she was able to ask them what life is like on different planets. Yes, this is all true. This all exists, and this is super cool, and I'm so excited about this. In this interview, and as with all interviews, it is recorded on video, so if you're listening on audio and you want to watch it, go to deepshiftnow.com. I had a wonderful time exploring the nature of reality in this conversation. And without further ado, here is my interview with Leo Max. Leo. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. I have been yeah. looking forward to interviewing you. Great. I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah. So, um, I want you to describe what you do for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as a as a hypnotist, regressionist, uh, kind of in your words, what what you do? Sure. So I am a certified hypnotist, which really <clears throat> differs on each state. I live in New York. I'm in the middle of Manhattan, so that's a crazy place to be right now. I live right under the Empire State Building. Oh wow! So I'm really in the epicenter of um, global news wow. right now. Yeah. Wow. How is that for you? It's wild, but um, I'm ready. I don't know. I'm, I have my plants. I have a little garden. I'm just creating my own world and holding it down. You know, like someone, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> so yeah, why not it be you? Um, but New York is actually more calm than the news is portraying, I would say. Yeah. So I'll get back to hypnotism. So... Um, I'm practicing in Manhattan and in Brooklyn, and hypnosis is really just about getting your body and mind so calm that you can access another state of awareness. And that's pretty much it in a nutshell. You can go into the brainwave states and stuff like that, and people have hooked um, individuals up to machines and you know done all that research, but in a nutshell, it's really getting yourself into an altered state and deep enough to where you can access your unconscious memories. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated by, by regression <laughs> hypnotherapy. Uh, I've read a bunch of Dolores Cannon books. Yes, Dr. our Michael queen. Lee, our queen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Uh, a lot of the regressionists that I've met have been like older women. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's why I, I think it's so unique that, that you are a regressionist as yeah. uh, younger. Uh, how old are you? I'm 29. 29, yeah. So in your 20s, yeah. You're, you're yeah. on the younger side for this profession, it seems. Definitely. And when I did my training, um, there were a, a good 45 people in the training. And 
I was the only person in their 20s. I think the only person in their 30s. I don't even think one. Wow. I was sprinkle in their 40s. And really the median was 50 to 60. And it was incredible because they have so much knowledge. And they're, a lot of them were coming from uh, mental health backgrounds. It was a really high level group. I mean, this hypnotism, especially in its form now, is and the niches that you can take with it can become so specialty. So a lot of people were nurses, doctors, I had psychiatrists, um, therapists, there were um, a lot of specialty individuals, trauma specialists, and they were coming for something on a deeper path with a more spiritual background that they could fuse all of their training together. So I met an incredible group of people. And um, yeah, I think it's time that my generation picks up the torch from what Dolores and Michael Newton were doing. They had their way and they have their methodology. And in my training, I learned um, Dolores's QHHT. Michael Newton, he's still teaching, I think, very selective um, number of students. You have to have, I think, hundreds of hours already documented to even sign up for his um, training. But um, yeah, I think it's time that we start to infuse uh, the next generation of consciousness into this field. And that's what I'm here to do. Nice. That's great. Yeah. I honestly feel like it's an untapped science. You know, it really, really is. It's like with, Mike, with, Michael, uh, with Dr. Michael Newton, he regressed thousands of people. Yeah. And he was able to, whether they were Christian, atheist, Jewish, you name it, like when they went under, they said the same things about what happens after you die in between lives. And I just think that the mind is the science that uh, it's almost like mainstream science dismisses the mind because it's, it's so unknown. Yeah. But but like, yeah, with the scientific method, if you test something enough and the same people say the same things that there starts to be become some truths. Um, And for whatever, right? Yeah, for whatever reason, it hasn't yet been recognized by mainstream society. And so like, this is my world. I love it. I love reading books. The majority of books I read are channeled or or regressions. And um, so I I just kind of like, sometimes I just assume everyone understands, but for the people who who don't understand, they still might not understand what we're talking about. Right. So so you literally will, will hypnotize people through some sort of, uh, how how do you get people under? Yeah, I think the misconception is that there's this very intricate and complex system to getting someone into a hypnotic state. But truthfully, a daydream is a hypnotic state. When you're driving, you're in a hypnotic state. When you go down a YouTube tunnel, you're in a trance. And so it's really just your brain is already used to it. Those pathways are so accustomed to lighting up all during your day. If you think about driving, you're not really conscious of what is right in front of you. You have an awareness of every corner of your car. You can think a mile ahead of you. You don't even have to think about, let's say you're driving home on a path that you're used to. You, your spirit lifts out of you. Your consciousness has come somewhere completely else. You're thinking about what you're going to do when you get home, what dinner you're going to make. You're not really that focused on what is right in front of you. It's a, it's a lighter trance. So I just use what people are already accustomed to. And it's really, if you, if you watch the video, it would be like watching a, a long um, meditation, to be honest. And really, 
to bottle it down. You just get the conscious mind distracted by something. So the most famous one is the, the pendulum, which actually works because your mm -hmm. eyes are fixated on something. You just need your mind to be looking in one direction. And while it's distracted, you're, the hypnotist is speaking to the subconscious. Mm -hmm. So as the pendulum swings side to side, every time it goes left and right, your body relaxes even more now even more now every time it swings and you can't help it because you're watching it and you're listening to the person's words and so it's really just getting that access past the guard dogs as i like to call it the conscious mind is freaking out it's always mm -hmm. tense and on lookout and that's what's kept us alive it's our you know it's a part of our biological functioning and really grateful that we have it but to get the information that a person is usually looking for they have to get past that 10% and get into the 90. So they, so you get them into the state, this kind of mm -hmm. where you can access the, the subconscious mind. And yeah. once in that state, um, cause I mean, uh, with all the books and everything, like some people go into uh, just this life, just when they were a yeah. child or mm -hmm. they'll go into a previous life or, you know, they may be an alien that yeah. doesn't have a body. Yeah. So is, is there a way that you guide people to that or is it just whatever the mind wants them to see? From my experience, it seems like it's their higher self that has kind of orchestrated the whole thing, even from the beginning. And I have had sessions where when people are in hypnosis, I ask them because they have found me so randomly sometimes. I like to ask these random questions when they're hypnosis because you're going to get the real raw truth. It's impossible to lie when you're in that state. And what people have told me is that their higher self almost makes a meeting with my higher self on fourth dimension or mm -hmm. higher. They meet, they make a schedule. Their higher self says, okay, I'm ready to clear pain from my past or this anxiety or this trauma. And they look for someone in this 3D world that can complete that. They find me. And so they make almost an appointment with my higher self. And then somehow through serendipity, we meet, they find my profile, they meet someone that knows about me, they, you know, find my Instagram, something. So yeah. even from the beginning, from before you walk in the door, your higher self is kind of pushing you in this direction the whole time. And so I really don't worry about guiding people because it has really nothing to do with me. If they have the intention or even if they don't have the intention, sometimes people talk for an hour about the things they want to go to and they don't go to any of it. And it's because it's, that's not the part of your mind that is directing this show. So I kind of describe it like putting a blindfold on and throwing a dart and your spirit is the one that guides the dart to where it needs to land. And wherever you fall is, I just start asking questions from there. Is it generally for people's healing? Yes, I would say definitely. Yeah, because like, I, I haven't done it yet. I want to do it, but like you're saying, I haven't been guided to that specific person or... Yeah, uh, maybe, you kind of know. You just... This, yeah. It, yeah, it's... it's it, you it's just like, feel it. Yeah, it'll, it'll feel... Yeah, that's how, kind of how I feel about ayahuasca as well. I haven't done that yet. Uh, I want to, but I also exactly. realize it's such a powerful thing that when yeah. the time's right, it'll just make itself quite known. Yeah, these things have a consciousness and a spirit to them. And if when you're ready, they will call out to you. And you don't, that's why I don't stress about the timing of anything, because if it were time to do something, it would be in my field and I would have an awareness of it. 
And it's not like we're blind. We know all of our options are all, we know ayahuasca, San Pedro, all these things are, if we wanted to reach out and seek it, it, you know, it would take us probably 10 minutes to find someone. But if it's not calling me at that moment, I'm not going to push it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I haven't done it yet, but I, I really do want to. And um, yeah, I just, I'm just curious. Like I might do it just because of curiosity. Perhaps that's why I haven't actually done it yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. I mean, I have a lot of people come that say I have my life is amazing. I have the best life ever. I just kind of curious to dive in and see where we go. And they usually have the craziest sessions because they have no real agenda or idea about what place they want to go to. They're kind of just so open that they get the best and deepest experiences. Yeah, there was a a, a man who was regressed by Dolores in Keepers of the Garden. And mm-hmm. he his his first few regressions are just their typical, you know, past life and, yeah. and and then all of a sudden he started to dip into like a multi-dimensional just like a different sort of planetary being and yeah. that being had a message for essentially humanity through yeah. this person and he was connected through his lives um yeah which which is trippy to think about time starting to not really exist and like in these moments we're communicating with the future with the past with all different timelines yeah um do you ever get uh messages come through definitely a really powerful one was about three weeks ago right before corona hit we really weren't hearing anything about it at this point and i had a client she she came for a past life regression. She went to a few lives. She was an animal person. She got some good information. But the interesting part was that after every time that she died, I take her to the light. And that's kind of, you know, life between lives. That's where Michael Newton's work comes through. And she always saw the spirit of Mother Earth. And she was this big figure that just sat silently waiting for her to almost like reassign her for her next lifetime. But she never said anything. She was just this massive being. And I kept kind of going this direction, that direction. She has something for you. What, you know, connect with her telepathically. And she was kept saying, well, no, she's just sitting there with her eyes closed and just kind of welcoming me home. And we did a little bit of work where we went to the lifetime that it wanted to show her and anyway eventually we got the spirit of mother earth to talk and she i asked her i'm like what's going on with earth and this is pre-corona and she said we're having a massive reset i'm completely fine earth is always going to be fine you are the virus pretty much was what she said and she was doing a purge and then i had to have been a week and a half later Corona hit, and I really didn't think about it until my client texted me about it because I have so many sessions, it's hard to keep track of those details. But the other incredible thing that happened was um, when spirits like that show up for you really strong, like the spirit of Mother Earth, even if they don't have a ton of information right off the bat, they're coming into your field for some reason. And so at the time, my client's grandfather was really sick he had cancer and multiple organs. And I said, okay, if the spirit of mother earth is showing up, let's use what she's best at healing and grounding. I want you to pull up an image of your grandfather, 
put all of his cancer into a tiny ball and bring it to the center of the earth. And two days ago, she texted me that he had three scans and he's completely clear of all cancer in his body. What? No <laughs> way. That's amazing. That was a first, and I don't promote that hypnosis can cure cancer, but it <laughs> was really powerful, and it shows you that nothing is random, and there are so many tools available to us if we just try it, if we just experiment. I didn't know if that was going to work, and it wasn't our intention for the session at all. She didn't bring him up in our pre-interview. I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know he was sick, but when it kind of comes forward, you just use what with what you've got. Wow, he must have been blown away. Just yeah, and they are they come from a they come from a science background, this family. And so they went back three times to do <laughs> the scans because they couldn't believe it. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Healing's magnificent. Yeah, we, we haven't even begun to to tap into the aspects of healing. They're they're in one of the Dolores Cannon books, the um superconscious came and was telling this person about a healing technique. Yeah. which was you essentially imagine uh, white light coming into your crown chakra, like perfect crystalline white light coming yeah. in. And then you direct that energy to any part that needs healing. And uh, at the time I had this cyst on my arm, just like right on my wrist. It was like a little bump, a little like fatty yeah. bump, you know? Yeah. Really annoying. I didn't like it at all. Uh, and I was going to get it surgically <laughs> removed, but I, <laughs> I was like, you might as well try this this meditation. Yeah, what do you have to lose? Right? So I sat there one night and I just guided in this this beautiful crystalline gorgeous energy and you can kind of like almost feel it like like buzzing and, and tickling and trickling down and I guided it to my wrist and just imagined it just healing it, just having it go away. Yeah. And um, the next morning I woke up and it was gone. In one night. In a night, it was gone. I was like, oh my God, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And the other levels of that that people don't usually talk about is we all have so many allies around us in spirit world that, yes, the light is powerful. And I would say that the other layers to it are that's your invitation. You're asking for help from your guides, from the healing energies that are around you to assist in conjunction with the light. So it's so many combinations of things. It's your intention, it's your willingness, it's your power as a healer from whether you know it or not. And also, I think people don't realize that you have to ask to receive something. Mm -hmm. We're on a planet of free will. And so if you don't ask your guides, you don't ask your healing energies that are around you for help and assistance, they're just standing around you tapping their toe like, they want to be of assistance, but you have to put that energy out in a very direct and clear and concise way. Otherwise, they can't manipulate someone else's field. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we live in an area of the universe with free will, so we have to ask for these things. Yeah. That's really powerful to ask, to want, to desire. Yeah, and it takes a little bit of surrender and obviously belief and... Um, you could see how powerful it was. I mean, my client, she, just in that example, we, we did it and kind of forgot about it, but we asked and we asked something obviously really powerful. <laughs> and um, yeah, and the other thing that I wanted to note about that, that I learned in that session is that Mother Earth has so much more of a seat at the table that I didn't realize. 
we like to think of Mother Earth, you know, like Mother Earth can heal and, you know, to give it to Earth and um, she's always beneath you and kind of like these cliche things and we think of her in a very 3D way. But in that session, seeing how moved my client was by the spirit of her, that means she has an agenda, not only in this dimension, but in the other dimensions. And she has a real presence. She has, I can't, I just keep hearing the phrase, she has a seat at the table. It's not that what we do affects her and it's kind of a chemical response. Um, you know, we cut down the forests and we have fires and things like that. It's not just a give and take. She really has a consciousness and um, an awareness about what's going on and a voice, which I thought was really powerful. Yeah, and it's interesting now with coronavirus, which is a respiratory disease that people can get, and mm -hmm. it, it, it affects their ability to breathe, like to take in oxygen. Yeah. And what I just find fascinating about that is we were headed down a path where we were being the disease for Earth, you know, yeah, just with climate change, with pollution, like people yeah. can't even breathe outside without, you know, getting, yeah. being affected by the pollution. And now that all of this is happening, we're all forced inside so that the earth can heal. And now we are the ones who are experiencing that as a collective, this, this, this respiratory issue. Definitely. I just find that fascinating. And you were talking about this reset, mm -hmm. which, which I want to dive into because I, I think that's yeah. a very interesting subject and in that like, it does feel as though society, the world is, is going through this reset. Yeah, definitely. You know, like on so many levels, financially, spiritually yeah every system is getting a reboot <laughs> every system is getting a reboot <laughs> yeah definitely well i don't know if i have anything incredibly powerful to say that a lot of the other spiritual teachings aren't saying at the moment yeah a lot of things are being looked at people are being faced to look at their shadows do inner work look at their relationships you're forced inside with people that you never may have had this much time with actually mm -hmm. How well do you really know your partner? How well do you really know yourself? And have you two ever been in that place of stress together in this type of way? On top of that, the global stress and anxiety, anyone that has a connection to their empathic abilities, people's second and third chakras are blown wide out right now because they're just soaking in the anxiety and fear from the global collective right now. Whether they realize it or not, um, the lucky few that have some of that training or an awareness of that they're sensitive energetically, um, they could be doing better or worse because they feel like they can't turn it off. A lot of people don't realize that you can turn tune your chakras to a percentage that feels comfortable to you. And I really can't stress that enough. People always, I think that the most common thing I hear about psychic abilities and things like empathy is that it feels like a gift and a curse. And it's one of my main missions to tell people it can just be a gift. Mm. Trust me, it doesn't have to be a curse. That's a picture that you're continuing to replay over and over. And as soon as you explode that picture and put something new in its place, you're going to start rewriting that story. Your empathy, your ability to feel other people's feelings, emotions, thoughts, you can use it when appropriate for you. And then you can turn it down when it's not. It just takes a lot of practice. It's not easy but it's possible. And I think people just feel like, oh, this is something I have that it is what it is. 
um, I'm always gonna see ghosts in the middle of the night and I'm always gonna be afraid of the dark or I'm always gonna have anxiety. I'm always gonna have relationship issues. You don't, you're a flexible, evolving creature and your acceptance of those things is what solidifies it. Yeah, I was watching another interview with you and you were talking about how evolution happens in moments of stress. Yeah. And and how, how profound that is, because right now we are very much going through a moment of stress. Yeah. And there's such evolution taking place. And it's like, it reminds me of like in the oceans, it's like the, as the fish are slowly, you know, turn, shifting into different sorts of animals to, to live on land. It's hypothesized mm. that, that the ocean would, you know, the tide would go out, the tide would come back, but there'd be little pools that wouldn't mm. that would get cut off from the ocean. And so now all the life forms that are there almost need to evolve and survive. And it's those like intense moments of stress over time that create this evolution. Yeah. I mean, you just have to look at your life or the loved ones around you. When have people made the biggest leaps in their life? If everything's okay, you don't do anything. If you're mm -hmm. chilling, you're going to continue chilling because it feels good. But it's that forced pressure that creates a diamond that created the Grand Canyon. So you could really use it to boost yourself to another level or sink deeper into your hole. It's really your decision. All options are available to all of us at all times. Um, people just have to get really clear with their intention, write it out, tell other people, get yourself accountable in your communities. And I think people also have to give up the um, everything is just happening to them mentality you're not powerless in this moment. There's so many things like you were saying in your first episode, write the story, create your book, start your product, like your random product that just blew up that you could have never imagined, you know, growing so exponentially so quickly. Um, people love to wallow in their sorrows and even more so at a global scale. It's tougher to dig yourself out of that hole, but we live in a digital age. There are so many practitioners, modalities that can be of assistance online. There's how many millions of YouTube videos that are uplifting, incredible free meditations, online courses of every single kind. Um, I just think the options are endless for people right now. If you can get out of the hole and start to get on the other side, which is you know, easier said than done, but it's possible. Yeah. And it's interesting living in, in sort of this age of Aquarius or age of free information where, you know, people are no longer, for the most part in this world, they're no longer um, killed for having a certain belief or saying certain <laughs> yeah. things. Right. Um, but now yeah. the- Which is rare. We've almost always been killed for speaking right. our opinion. <laughs> yeah. All of human history. We, we, if you said the wrong thing, you just get killed. Yeah. And so there's a lot of deep-seated programming of being shy of speaking truth. A hundred percent, which like, is another reason why hypnosis comes through because you don't know what lifetimes that fear is entrapped. Yeah. You don't know why you're, a lot of people, they have something to say. They know the information they're grounded in their specialty, or they know they have so much value and yet they go to put the pen to paper. They go to make the YouTube and they're frozen. Why? Their friends support them. Their family probably supports them. They have a partner, do it. Great, you, you're amazing, you can do this. And yet you freeze and in your conscious mind, you have no real reason to be that stuck. And so it takes that digging into 
those other selves that are within you to find, is there a lifetime that I was killed for speaking mm. my mind? Was I silenced? Was I a prisoner? Was I a slave? And how is that applying to my life right now? Which is, as long as people have had Earth lives, they've probably had at least a few lives that either they didn't yeah. speak up because they didn't want to get killed or they spoke yeah. up and they were killed. So it's like everyone has this collective trauma of being shy and scared to put Definitely. out what they Or want. if you did have those abilities, you, yeah, like you said, you just kept them quiet. That's such a deep-seated programming. And on top of that, the next phase of it is charging, finding value within mm. your service. If you're a psychic, a healer, intuitive, whatever kind of non-physical service you're offering, that's a whole other hurdle to get past finding a true value that feels good within yourself and that you feel ready to charge people for. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a big one. Ma that's a money. big one. Yeah. Yes. The energy on money is huge. It's very interesting. Yeah. Are you able to do any of your regression work over the internet? Yeah, so my teacher does almost 90% of his sessions online, actually. So I have two teachers, and they both studied with um, Dolores and Michael Newton. So I got a great training because I got so I got clinical hypno, everything from the clinical side to, you know, entity removal, life between lives. I got a really wide array, which is extremely rare. So I think the other thing people don't realize is that there's so many forms of hypnosis and so many ways to do it. And I just like to tell people that you can only go so far as your hypnotist has an awareness of. So if they're afraid of ETs, if they're scared of entities, if they don't want to, if they're afraid of death and traumatic scenery and things like that, even if you don't know that, you're not going to go there. So find someone that you just feel comfortable with as a person first see if they have videos online, see if you like the sound of their voice, because you're going to, you know, that's going to be three hours, you're going to have to get used to it. Just do a little bit of research and see if you vibe with someone before launching into that. But um, what was the original question of that? <laughs> totally sidetracked. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just in this, this planetary reset, your you being in New York and, and essentially being able to do these over the internet. Um, oh yeah, that was it. Mm -hmm. it. Can you, can you go and can you do past life regressions over the internet? Yeah. Because as you said, it's beyond time and space anyway. So uh, yeah. if you can be relaxed enough, you can do it. And that's why remote healing is just as powerful as when you're in the room with someone, if you're open to it, it will work. That's really, it's just your conscious mind that has the stigma against it, but your subconscious doesn't. So everything can be available online. Um, at the moment, I'm kind of doing case by case. I'm kind of letting people let me know what they're interested in doing. And I'm just kind of doing a psychic read on how it will be and the person. And it is a I'm used to working with extremely type A people already. I'm, I mean, I have a hypnotist in the middle of Manhattan. I have the, the most people a lot for sessions. So I'm pretty well trained with 
um, people that are hesitant or resistant. But I would say if you really have the intention to dive in, then it will. Yeah, hey, Leo, the, uh, the internet is frozen. I'm not sure if you can hear me, but your feed froze. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Okay, you're back. I'm a little shaky, yeah. You want me to repeat that? Yeah, please. <clears throat> so I will say that as long as you have the intention to do an online session, and you're really ready to dive in, it will 100% work. If you're on the fence and you're, you know that you have a really strong ego and that you think you're gonna be a difficult case, then like anything, if you believe it, then it's gonna be true. But if you're ready to just jump in, it will 100% work. Yeah. And skepticism, fear, stress, like everyone's gonna be nervous no matter what. Even if you've done it 10 times, you're still nervous when you do it. But so that's fine. It's just more about your intention, really. Yeah. Um, have you chatted with any ETs in in sessions? I have had some very interesting communication, and the little bit that I've had has been a little cryptic. So they haven't had so many messages for humanity. And I think it's also because my number one goal is to find the information that is relevant for my client. And thing, people like Dolores, she was used to writing books. So as she does her sessions, she's asking extra questions. She's doing extra time to get more overarching and general things for the, for the globe, you know, for her audience, for her talks and things like that. But at the moment, I'm really focused on getting things that are applicable to my client. So I don't have a ton of overarching messages from ET races at the moment. The interactions people have had with them are really, I would say, specific. Yeah, like spe yeah, specific to like their lives. And yeah, exactly. Them personally, yeah. Um, have you thought about writing a book? I'm sure that it's in the works, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> to be honest, um, I'm already so inundated. I haven't even had that much time to do multiple sessions on one person because I pretty much had a waiting list until Corona came. I had more people to get through on round one that I haven't even close to finished yet before I could get to people that want to come back for their second third fourth session so um a book is definitely probably coming down the line i want to get i want to get just more unique information that i don't want to repeat the things that michael and dolores and some other people have done now is the time to get new information people know that the earth is going to be okay people know that et races are there they know that they're here pretty much to benefit us and that they're around and that They've been here for a long time and assisting. So I kind of am waiting for the new thing to come forward. And what it's looking like at the moment is, is definitely entity work, stuff with attachments. I think um, Dolores didn't believe in attachments, which is interesting. So I think that belief clouded her ability to for them to come up. Like I said, mm -hmm. in your session, you can only go as far as your practitioner has an awareness of or has a willingness to go to. And she didn't believe there was anything dark or negative or 
attitude like so they never came up in her sessions but so far about 80 percent of my clients have had an entity attachment at least one and only one of my clients came in looking for one the rest were completely random and just mm -hmm. showed up in the session and you... most of my clients have never even heard of it so they really weren't expecting it and how does it what does it look like when it when it shows up does it have a voice or a personality yeah so how we find it is when you're in hypnosis, you can scan your field really well because you're so in tune with your body and your surrounding and your energy field. Everything becomes so much more tangible. And also you're in that awareness to let things come to the surface that need to surface. So entities usually show up as a pain or a temperature or sometimes they're very strong. I mean, I just say scan your field and let me know if anything doesn't feel like your energy that doesn't feel like your vibration and people will usually start howling in pain or talk about mm -hmm. a, their hand people i've had a lot of people go into full stiffness with they they can't move their limbs their fingers are spread completely wide like this and they have no control over parts of their body and it's really it's pretty obvious when things like that happen or just things that don't fit their personality i mean it usually starts with the color. So like that stiffness in your hand, what color is it? Bright red. Okay, that bright red, if it was a texture, what texture would it be? Pointy. Um, if it could say one thing, what would it say? Screw you. It's like, okay, well, this doesn't really sound like you. So I, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm so used to it. I can pretty much tell very quickly when it's, it's not someone's energy. And you, what's also interesting is you have an awareness of something negative that has happened to you versus something foreign so let's say you find that let's say you find a sadness in your stomach or something like that and this blue sadness people are really honest you can they'll say yes this is something that has happened to me either in this lifetime or another or they're really fast no this sadness has nothing to do with me i felt it my whole life for the past few years it just showed up one day i'm not sad i feel incredible yet I have this sadness in my stomach that won't go away. And then the next process is bringing it up from the stomach to speak through the person. So it's kind of like a mini possession. I get the entity to use the person's vocal cords for a short moment because I find it's the most effective way to get them to actually leave and go to their next phase of evolution. Um, I've had a lot of clients come to me after removing an entity and they were really dumbfounded because they're like, how has my astrologer, my energy healer, my Reiki practitioner, my acupuncturist, my massage therapist, my regular, th how have I had all these things done to me? And I still had three entities living in my body. And what I tell people that is really unique about hypnosis is you get the story, you get the details, and they finally have a platform to speak and get it off of their chest. So it's bizarre mm. because for a short while you become the entity's therapist <laughs> and you, you end up coaching them through what happened to them. And it's really not to become their therapist, but it's to find out the symptoms that they've been causing my client. And finally, when they get a chance to speak, they're usually really angry in the beginning or sad or whatever emotional charge they're holding. And then I just tell them, this is your moment. We're not here to hurt you. We're here with peace and love this is your platform. What happened to you? Here it is. You've been in this body for 30 years attached to my client. You've never been able to speak. 
here's your chance. And they just, all the information pours out. Wow. And then they relax and then I get to just have a normal conversation with them. Wow. So like what kind of information pours out? Um, usually how they died, where they've been in between. Sometimes they don't know they're dead. That's a good twist. Getting mm. to tell, getting to oh. tell an entity that they're dead is a really interesting <laughs> moment in my life. I'll definitely say oh it's Wait, a really? real, it's a real peak. Yeah. Some of them, because if they died, let's say in a car accident or in war really suddenly, sometimes the accident happens so fast, they blink to them, they're dead. Mm. And from what they say, the afterlife isn't that different than when they were alive or maybe it's just so hazy that they don't have that awareness or they're not ready to face that they are ready to leave so mm. it could be a combination of any of those things yeah and so entities are generally um, like other souls like lost souls the number one category are yeah people that have died that just didn't move on to their next phase and they always tell me the same thing. They saw the light and they went swerve. <laughs> <laughs> Not, yet. Not yet. Yeah. They had some unfinished business. They were mad about how they died. They had some retribution or anger, or they wanted to look out for a family member because they didn't think that they could survive without them. Um, that's why I tell people when you're grieving the loss of someone, be careful because your intentions to not let them go could keep them here. And then they attach to you wow. or people around you. So be careful with how you grieve people because it's really sensitive time for the spirit as well. And if you're strong enough with, I don't want them to leave. I'm not ready for my mom to die. Then she's going to stick around. Wow. Yeah. I think it was Dr. Michael Newton's books where it, like when, when people pass on, they, they want to like, you know, like generally people go to their own memorial service is like things like most people do. <laughs> And and the other yeah. is that they want to help relatives that, that are, yeah. are, are sad and in pain. But yeah. if someone's in too much pain, if they're grieving too hard, they, they can't like, you know, wrap their energetic arms around them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I always try to share that with people when they're going through something like that. They're like, if you grieve too hard, it starts to become a little selfish. <laughs> yeah. They're going on, they've moved on to the next phase. Like definitely a hundred percent. So that's the the main one. Uh, people that have died and they might have known you or they could be completely random or I've had a lot of entities that knew you in a previous lifetime so you too were alive in the same life hmm. and they waited for you to die reincarnate and then reattach again <laughs> wow that's crazy what a life that was <laughs> yeah that was that was some interesting dedication <laughs> if not for nothing they're dedicated <laughs> to yeah. getting getting their revenge <laughs> there's so much reality like so many layers to reality beyond just this well i mean my life every day just gets wilder and wilder i know right like people talk about moving from like 3d to 5d you know third dimension mm -hmm. fifth dimension or like fourth density like moving on to the next phase of evolution mm -hmm. and i feel like yeah. it's going to be a, a mental state of being that like yeah. physically like we'll still live in the same world as everyone else mm -hmm. but mentally speaking there's a huge difference between thinking this life, this physical existence is it. And when you're dead, that's done to yeah. this is physical reality. And there's multiple beings all within different dimensions of this. And uh, yeah. it doesn't really exist. It's just a continuation. Yeah. Yeah. I like the closest thing I can relate it to is almost like layers and Photoshop and just changing the opacity. Yeah. I can relate with that.
<laughs> if anyone's <laughs> familiar. All the Photoshop masters out there. Yeah. I, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think further past that, I mean, you know, that's the, the main thing people talk about in re regards to attachments. But I've had attachments that have never been healing. I have never had a body. And so I think that's kind of where my work is leading me just because number one, there's not a lot of people trained in something like that. Number two, there's not a lot of people that aren't scared shitless to do that work. And um, you have to really be grounded and unafraid and ready to, it's a lifelong dedicated. It, once, once you go down that path, there's really no <laughs> going anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah. It kind of just pulls you in. And there's just, there's not a lot of people talking about it. And from what I'm seeing, I mean, almost, like I said, 80% of my clients have had issues with this and they had no idea. They didn't even know what an entity was. And the, the healings people have had have been remarkable. I mean, I have had everything from, I mean, when I'm speaking to the entity, I always have it list every single thing that it has caused in a person's space. And it can be anything wow. from pains, cramps. I had an entity say that it was messing with the levels of oxygen in her blood, period cramps, um, self-image issues, obviously sadness, depression, anger, short temper. There are entities that love to smoke or drink, so they get you to be more, have a more addictive personality because mm -hmm. they smoked in their life, so they smoke through you. Um, a lot of addiction stuff. Oh, literally everything. Wow. And, and in 24 hours, it's gone. The next day, it's like taking a backpack off. It's gone. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I feel like it's a really good idea for people to get these entities removed with your help or someone else's. Um, yeah, it's just like, how do you know? I mean, I right. don't even know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and 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 maybe people, some people can't afford it, or you know, like, what, yeah. what would you recommend for people who are just like, well, that sounds crazy, like, <laughs> you know, maybe they even have addictions. They're like, that could be. Like, what, what could they do on their own? There is one guided one that I have found on Spotify. Actually, huh. it's uh, called Spirit Releasement Therapy. You can look it up on Spotify, and it's a guided meditation. I can't remember her name at the moment, but she gives you a little background, and you kind of go through the same steps that you would go with a hypnotist, except you just kind of have to do your best on your own. And I would recommend, she doesn't do a, a meditation in the beginning. She kind of dives right in. So do a meditation, get yourself as best you can. If you want to listen to a self-hypnosis, I have a couple meditations on my YouTube and things like that. If you want to just have that kind of voice and then do hers. And then how many people so you, your YouTube? It is Leo Max, Restorative Hypnosis. Or you can find my Instagram restorative hypnosis and there's a link on there so i would recommend doing doing a meditation and then doing hers because she doesn't really do a lot of pre-hypnotic talk or getting you in a relaxed state and you have to be relaxed to do something like that but she was really thorough and really clear and i liked her a lot and she gives a little background about how we've been removing entities for thousands of years and they've been part of cult you know pretty much every ancient culture and it's really nothing new and uh yeah so give that a shot nice very cool yeah it's uh it, it reminds me of like 
like entity sounds kind of like weird you know it sounds like kind of creepy Definitely. but yeah. but when, when as we talk about it it actually makes a lot of sense because it's just someone who like doesn't really want to let go and maybe just enjoys i mean i could totally see that like if i died it'd be fun to stick around and just kind of see what's going on, on the planet or like visit other people you know and i could see people just getting lost in that yeah exactly you there's so many ways to avoid going to the light and let's say I mean, they have told me a, a number of things. If they're extremely religious, they are afraid of being judged, mm. that there is going to be some kind of horrible review and they're guilty about something they did in their life, so they don't want to move on, things like that. Um, and also, they're not all negative. I've had some really fascinating entities where people were just so close in their lifetimes that they wanted to look out for them as they mm. continued on their journey i had a Almost client like, who yeah like, like a guide angel. yeah like a guide but the problem is that soul doesn't get to advance and evolve mm -hmm. through its own purpose it's stuck it's like being frozen in time even if you're here flying around doing this and that attaching to people you're just pretty much accumulating negative karma on mm -hmm. yourself because you're intentionally or unintentionally causing someone else harm against their free will. So yeah. as soon as I explain that, the light bulb always goes on for them and they're ready to leave. It's like a like a codependent relationship where it's like, I mean, yeah. it's nice you're in love, but... <laughs> yeah, and I've had some clients say the same thing as I'm letting it go. The entity or the person said I was clinging on to it too. Mm, yeah, that comfort. That's like a crutch, yeah. Or like in my bad, when I made bad decisions, I had someone by my side, you know, like supporting me, egging me on or making me feel comfortable about negative patterns and things. And when it's gone, you know, it's only me now. I know that it has to be, I have to own up to it. So it's a, it's a really deep and intense process for people. Yeah. Yeah, I could imagine. Wow. I, I can't, I can't wait. I would love, <laughs> love to do a session with you once this whole quarantine deal is over <laughs> yeah definitely which could be a while it could be a while could be a while i know it's, uh, the, the, like the main the white house doctor today was saying he's like i don't think people should ever shake hands anymore it's <laughs> <was> like wow <laughs> i mean japanese had it right we're just gonna bow, bow All yeah, right? now. yeah. Be, i'm down for it i'm ready yeah. Oh, yeah, such change in this planet at this moment. I know. It's yeah. powerful. I think people are ready. Yeah, I think they are too. I think they are. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I personally have done a lot of self-growth work, like self-development work, whether it's in groups or events or things like that to improve myself, um, to release things from the past, you know, to continue to up-level and upgrade. And yeah. I, I, you know, if I hadn't done a lot of that work, I think this moment would be a, a lot more difficult. All the things that I have to look at now. I think that's what people are doing. They are forced to look at their shadows. So it's, it's, it's a yeah, nice It's pause. lighting up so much for people. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It's a, it's crazy time, but it's also a really beautiful time. Yeah. And yeah. Like I said, it's all kind of how you, set that intention for this moment and I also think one of the weird ones that I haven't thought about is it's making people have a new relationship with time mm. 
which I think is pretty interesting. You almost have to let it go. Like there's nothing you can do. You can't plan anything. So wow. it, I think that's one of the more interesting things is that's restructuring people's perspective on time, whether they realize that or not. And I think that's going to have some interesting shifts in people. Yeah, that's fascinating. It, that's one of those things that um, I don't think a lot of people really recognize the shift that's taking place in terms of like, yeah. So many of these weird things that I think we'll look back on and be like, oh, it made sense, but we couldn't see it in the moment. And um, all kind of under the surface, these shifts that are happening. Yeah, I think people are so addicted to planning and time that this forced break is gonna just shatter so many things that are linked into that. It's there's so many of these small aspects yeah. of society that are just being like, just tweet, just tweet, just tweet, just enough. Yeah. Like, you know, we're we're headed down that new earth path, that the beautiful place that that, that will be. And this is yeah. such a nice like adjustment for the planet. I know it's kind of crazy. I have to pinch myself every day and remember if this is really happening. I know, right? Yeah, it's trippy. I know. I yeah. know. Um, yeah, so we have a few more minutes um, before before we head off. Um, yeah. Are there any things that you wanted to kind of mention to people or bring up or talk about? Mm about hypnosis or about what's going on in the world right now? Yeah, hypnosis or what's going on in the world right now. I think a lot of people are kind of, in a way, lost, uh, in a way, just yeah. trying to find a path or trying to find that, that hope or that light. Yeah, I would say, I would tell people to start small and start with something that seems manageable and start with, your inner self because it's all going to spread from there and there are some interesting trainings out there for people that don't know where to start um i have a background in psychic studies and i did almost three years at a school called envision in and also portland psychic school and they have trainings online and what i like about it is they're Philosophy is making your life all about you, which in the beginning is very uncomfortable because people that sign up for things like that, they're healers and they want to, they're empaths, they always want to give and they're so used to that kind of imbalance and taking care of the ones they love before themselves. And it was a major shift for me when I just kind of flipped everything into making myself the center of my universe and realizing that I'm so much more helpful for my community when I clear everyone out of my space. And what I mean by that is in your field, it, has, it absorbs whether you realize it or not. Um, after this call, I'm gonna have to clear you out of my field, not because you're doing anything negative, but because there's an energetic exchange. And it can even be with people that aren't alive anymore. Your dead mother could still be running your life because you're afraid of what she thinks you're going to do with your life. And I think taking that time to really start looking at who's in charge in your space, who's around you, what's lingering, and start cleaning house. This is spring cleaning time in every 
sense of it. Clean your closets, clean your house, paint your walls, and look within who else is in your house and where do they like to hang out and what effect is that having on you? And are you ready to tear up those contracts? Start updating all the things that feel outdated. That thing that's been nagging you in the back of your mind. Now you have the time to really look at it. Don't make any more excuses for yourself. Now's your chance to step up, walk into that place of power. And if you need help, there are lots of resources. Reach out to me, reach out to you. There are so many modalities. And what I tell people is that they all work as long as you believe in them. So just start trying things, crossing them off your list. It took me a long time to find hypnosis and this psychic school that I resonated with. Everything was too light and love, too airy-fairy for me. I wanted the real deal. I wanted something intense, grounded. I wanted people that were clear. And when you meet teachers that have that clarity in their eye and their field, it will do something in your space. And also I wanted someone and kind of a community to keep me accountable. If you're not good at meditating every single day and making progress or knowing if you've made progress, I think that's another thing. We sometimes work and work and work and you, you just think, did I go in a circle? I don't know because I have no one monitoring my progress. I don't know if I cleared that fear. I don't know if my mom is still running how I think about work or the fact that I didn't take that job because I have a fear about finances that comes from my dad who was a farmer and his dad, you know, it takes some mirrors and find people that can help keep you accountable. And if you don't know anyone, start reaching out. We're all in this together and there's tons of resources. And those are the ones that worked for me but find the one that resonates the most with you. It could be something as simple as gardening, herbalism, working with the energy of plants, sacred plant medicine. It could be Reiki, Tai Chi, yoga, whatever. I mean, go into the more obscure things, learn online. There's everything is available online to learn. Um, if you're interested in getting a session from something, from someone, learn a little bit about it first. There's little intro courses about everything before you dive into getting a Reiki healing from someone. Why not give yourself a Reiki healing? You have these abilities within you. They're just not in your conscious mind. And when you start learning them again, you're not learning them for the first time. You're relearning them. You're just downloading. If you haven't had that skill or ability in a past life, you can just download it from the cloud. We're all connected. Whenever I can't figure something out, I just close my eyes and I go, okay, someone in the world knows about this and I'm going to download it from them. And that takes a little bit of practice, but it's possible. And also don't make it work. Do it with joy. Don't mm -hmm. make it something that you have to cross off your list. Like, oh, shit, now I have to go into the sadness. Like, I'm dancing around my house every day because that's what gets energy moving for me. And I've cleared tons of shadow work through dance and music. Nice. Probably the most of anything ever. And that's what works for me. So just keep trying things. Don't get stuck on something when it didn't click for you. Just keep going and ask recommendations and just be unafraid and know that you're, this is your life. It's worth it. This is your shot to up-level everything about yourself. So take the chance. Well said. 
I love it. So when you, uh, when you, <laughs> that was a lot. I'm inspired <laughs> when you, when you clear energy personally, yeah. you said, uh, through dance is one of your preferred methods. Like, Definitely. so after this call, are you going to have a little dance party? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. I mean, that's also great for when we were talking about entity attachments. No sad sap soul wants to hang around someone dancing around their apartment. Oh, I love it. That's great. You have to be resonating at the same frequency to match with anything, right? That's why partners always match on some level. Those relationships are mirrors because you're just resonating on the same frequency about that topic or issue. That's why you called them into your field. Same with entities and anything. If you're beaming with joy and having an amazing time by yourself and you're self-reliant and getting some vitamin D and out in the sun and saying thank you for being alive. Who, what negative energy would want to stick around that? They don't want, they don't want to, they can't, they can't match to that. It's actually impossible for them. They can't raise their energetic vibration that high. So just think of what gets you high naturally, joyfully, and go hundred percent with it. Nice. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. Yeah, I think people always think that this work is so sad and you have to sit and close your eyes and do 30 minutes in perfect silence and sing your mantras and bang your gong. And I'm like, no, just have, you can do anything has the same result with your intention. Same with drinking water. You, water is one of the most programmable substances, substances in the world. Just program your water for peace, love and joy and clarity. Close your eyes, put your hand over your water, program your water before you drink it. Program your dancing before you dance. Anything can change your space with your intention to do it. All these tools, they mean nothing. A crystal bowl is nothing. It's just a piece of metal. Sage is nothing. It's just a dried herb. There are thousands of dried herbs. What makes that one powerful is because we've collectively put our intention that this is an herb that cleans a space, cleans an aura. But the truth of it is it's no different than anything else. It's our programming of it that makes it powerful. Same with crystals. Same with astrology, planets. It's our programming onto that substance that gives it the power. So if you were to guide people to say they, they just grab their glass of water, you know, first thing in the morning and they have it in front of them, um, yeah. how, would, how, how would you say they program it or set intentions into it? I have a little terrace. So I go outside, I go in the sun, close my eyes, three deep breaths, put my hand over my water. We're an electromagnetic field. So it's going through the water when you go near it. It's altering it's warm and people who watch what the bleep do we know that watch the doctor freeze glasses of water yeah have you seen that with the tape yeah same thing i mean if he could freeze water um just with a piece of tape and a different word on it same thing you just your mind your thoughts have a vibrational frequency so just say a prayer whatever comes to you change it up for your day whatever you're dealing with i'm achy groggy my back hurts Okay, I'm, pro I'm programming this water for all the back pain to release out of my body. I'm programming this water for peace, perfect love, joy to the world, optimal health, full immunity for all of my cells and organs. You say your prayer, you drink your water. Beautiful. That's beautiful. It's, we could program the, the sound waves that are coming out of this podcast to fill <laughs> yeah. people with love and joy and, and, and absolutely. Ascension. 100%. Beautiful. I love that intention. I'm excited. Yeah, that's why group work and group calls are possible, be powerful, because 
you know, like ripples on a wave, the more people you have doing that, the stronger it's going to be. But don't discount how powerful you are as a individual. Amen. And on that note, thank you a lot for this call. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I, I greatly appreciate your presence on this planet. I think that you're just helping uplift this planet so incredibly much. And also a big shout out to Emily, our, our friend. Yeah, who, who totally. Us. Yeah, yeah actually, and all the people that have done this work before us that has made it so much easier for us to just hit the road at a sprint. You know, like we couldn't be doing these things without hundreds of years of people getting burned for doing what we are doing now or just silenced and we're just people didn't have the awareness they didn't have an audience so they could speak on a loudest microphone but if people don't know what 3d 40 is they don't know what your energy field and aura is what empathy is then you're going to deaf ears right so just i hold a lot of gratitude for everyone that has come before us dolores and michael cannon that made this possible yeah wow that's yeah to put it in that perspective it's it's quite remarkable the amount of time and lives that happened before us to make this moment possible yeah including lives you probably lived you're just you're just picking up you're just picking up where you left off yeah totally 100 <laughs> percent. i feel it i totally feel it and it's just like i know that i chose this time because of the freedom of information with the internet yeah totally and and it's just a remarkable time. So if anyone does feel that call, I always just like to let people know that now's the time. Share your voice. People want to hear what you have to say. They really do. Yeah. And a big shout out to Dolores Cannon. Her yes. beautiful spirit floating around. Just loving everything. I'm sure she's doing something for me. Lord knows what, but <laughs> <laughs> she's just nudging me all the time, probably. Yeah. And what I find fascinating about her and Dr. Michael Newton and probably many others, like they started off just doing hypnosis sessions because in like the fifties, it was just like, Oh, you yeah. do hypnosis and, and they go to like their childhood and, you know, and then it, yeah. it was an accident. It was just, Oh, she accidentally just started slipping into, into yeah. past lives and then started yeah, slipping with Brian Weiss, Brian Weiss. Yeah. I gotta check yeah, him out. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. He, I mean, he was a, he was a doctor and he was just fed up with people coming back with the same things. He was doing hypnosis and he was just saying, okay, like he would have clients, uh, let's say with a phobia, they weren't really getting better in hypnosis. And he would finally was fed up and just said, okay, go to the very first time that this happened to you. What is the origin of this phobia? And then launched into another lifetime and he was awestruck and that's what started his whole career. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I love how Dolores Cannon would always bring in the super conscious at the end. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it, it was this, this higher conscious. She could ask anything, anything. And yeah. just give her all the answers. Like, why did she <laughs> show us this life? Why did she show us that life? Yeah. Why your parents? Why now? Why? Yeah. This yeah. or that. Where you were born. Your problems. Breaking your leg in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. And then it would start to speak to her. It was like it knew her. It knew Dolores. And it was like, yeah, we, we didn't give you <laughs> these sessions that went to alien lives until you were ready for it. Ready. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, exactly. it just shows that intention is so important. Desire, sharing what it is, the desires that you have is so important because the universe is listening. Yeah. We have a lot of help all around us. And the last thing I'll say about it is that 
think a lot of people have a fear of other life forms or energies or ETs. And the best word of advice that has comforted me is that it doesn't help them hurting us because we're all connected. So they are here for our best interest because even if their planet is 10 billion light years away, if we ruin ours, that sends a ripple to theirs and they feel it and they are already attuned to it, which is why they're here monitoring us in the first place because they're not only looking out for us, they need to save their planet and all the things around us from destruction if we destroy ourselves. Yeah, and here we are. Here we are. Just a couple of humans on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> doing, uh, doing what we can. I'm off to dance, go garden a little bit, put my hands in dirt, oh, nice. do what you can. And um, thanks for doing what you're doing and spreading this information and being clear and giving people a platform. People are ready for the real deal. People are ready for the real deal. Amen. They're ready. Yes. 100%. Yeah. And thank you so much for being here. This, this world is better because you are. And once again, how can people find you? Uh, Instagram is restorative hypnosis. And my website is restorative-hypnosis.com. Restorative-hypnosis.com. And I'll put all yeah. this information in the show notes. And I will also include the spirit uh, therapy on Spotify. I'll find a link to that yeah. and put it there too so people can find it definitely and a link to i'll send you envision and portland psychic school for anyone that's interested in just kind of the basics of energy work sweet leo thank you so much thank you i just want to give a big thanks to leo for being the first guest on deep shift Woo-hoo! yeah it was a great conversation and um, i also want to thank you for watching this episode there, this journey is just beginning and I've been meeting so many fascinating people that I can't wait to interview. Last night I just did an interview with somebody and we had such a great conversation. You're going to love it. That'll be coming out very soon. So subscribe to this channel, hit the bell icon and you'll get notified when an episode is released. You can also follow me on Instagram and get kind of a behind the scenes look and that's at deep shift. So that is it for now. This episode is at a completion. So long for now, but this is not goodbye. See you soon. Much love and peace.